Zack Snyder's Justice League, or the fabled Snyder Cut, was once thought of as a fanboy myth. Well, it's real, and we watched all four hours of it. We'll share our thoughts and break down that odd, odd ending. Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Here to help me geek out over the Snyder Cut is resident comic book expert and CNET staff reporter, Sean Keen. Welcome, Sean. Oh yeah, I love geeking out. <laughs> well, before we begin, I want to warn the listener that we'll be diving into spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen the film yet and don't want to be spoiled, turn off the podcast now and come back to us later. So I'll give folks a minute. Here we go. Moment of silence has passed. Let's get into it. Sean, overall, what did you think of the film? I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I've seen like reviews are wildly varying. And I feel like your acceptance of this movie will is just a litmus test of your feeling about Zack Snyder's vision for these characters in this universe. Like, I did not like Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, even though I love saying the title. Um, <laughs> uh, the first time I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is, this is a, a silly mess, uh, and it kind of gets the characters wrong. I've rewatched it since. I rewatched it last year, uh, the slightly longer Ultimate Cut, uh, and I liked it a lot more. I'm not sure why I accepted it so much. I, I guess the main thing it was is that I went in without expectations. You know, the first time I saw it, I think, and the first time anyone saw it, they went in with expectations. And so that set me up nicely for the Snyder Cut, so I knew what I was getting into. Yeah, what did I, you think? I, I actually, I did enjoy it. I was surprised I would enjoy it. I, I was convinced this was not going to be a good movie. I think because expectations were low for me. Um, and it was four hours, but surprisingly... So uh, my confession is I have never watched the original theatrical cut of uh, Justice League in one sitting because I've always fallen asleep. Like I've slept through parts of every uh, every time I've watched it. And I have, after rewatching it a couple of times, mostly on airplanes where, the, where it was free and on demand, I was able to get basically all of it, but in multiple parts. And I thought it was terrible. And so this movie was was a huge, huge, huge upgrade. Uh, and surprisingly, I only fell asleep like once, which considering this is a four hour film, it's not bad. I did have to, it did take me two nights. I had to stop about two and a half hours in. I was just like, I physically can't take this anymore. Um, but I did appreciate that he, the, the, the plot made more sense. You know, everything was a lot more cohesive and coherent. Uh, they fleshed out, you know, certain characters like Cyborg and Flash and, and gave them more of their due. Although I will quibble with the fact that as a filmmaker, just in principle, the fact that it took him four hours to make a film that was coherent. Like, and you look at it and you can't really cut it back down to two hours. Like I, that, might, that itself might be a flaw. That it, it takes him four hours to tell a story where really the audience, realistically in a theater, probably only would have tolerated two and a half, maybe three hours max. I would 100% see this in the theater. Uh, like, I would want an intermission. I watched yes. it in two, uh, two sittings as well. Uh, and it's the only way to go. Like, I feel like the, uh, the fact that it's divided up into chapters, um, yes. I cannot remember how many. It might be it's, seven. It's six chapters plus ah. an epilogue. So, and, and, you know, there's a question I want to ask you about that. Like, would this have been better had HBO Max just cut it up into six parts and released it as, like, a six-part miniseries? Or do you think this... The four-hour full experience is the way to go. Uh, four hours all the way. Uh, you know, the real fans watch it in one go. No, obviously, <laughs> I, I think like 
a miniseries would have been the way to go with this. Um, I'm not sure how it would feel to divide it up mm-hmm. like that, but it would just become more manageable uh, and it would have made more sense. So but, what what did you enjoy about this film? What was your favorite part of the film? I thought all the stuff with... Uh, just to give people like a sense of just how geeky I am, I got real excited when Darkseid appeared on the screen. It was mm. like, oh, wow, this is a huge deal. Like This is a character that was completely cut out of the 2017 theatrical version. And to see him brought to cinematic life was super exciting. <laughs> Now, did you think that it was a bit of a bait and switch because the the marketing material for Snyder Cut, the trailers, sort of gave him a much more prominent role? But he still, even though he was in the film, it was largely you know a cameo, a bit of a setup for a feature film that almost certainly will not be made. I wasn't following this film obsessively, but I kind of knew that he. You know, just logistically, he couldn't be have a huge, huge role in it. Mm-hmm. I knew he'd be like, like Thanos was in the background of the MCU for so long, um, right. and so I knew he'd just be off to the side. But just really cool to see him. Yeah, and for me, it was, I, I didn't have any like key favorite moments. Although I liked the Flash introduction scene where he saves Iris West, and there's this slow mo, uh, and because I kept thinking about how the TV series has done super speed and like flash speed and the way that Zack Snyder did it. It was very, it was completely different. It was very much his own vision. And I really kind of liked that. Um, I also kind of just like the aspect that like the, you know, things were fleshed out. Moments were fleshed out. Maybe sometimes to an extreme, like there was a lot, there was a lot of slow-mo. There was a little too much slow-mo, but um, that that there was time to breathe for this thing. Whereas the, the theatrical cut, I felt like we were just moving from thing to thing. The um, one element I thought was like a complete non sequitur or felt like a non sequitur uh, was Martian Manhunter's role. Like when he oh, yeah. when yeah. he morphed into Martha Kent and went to Lois uh, to like convince her to go back out into the world. Um, I was like, what even just happened there? That that was a, because that was actually kind of a nice. It was a sweet moment between these two characters grieving over. The loss of Superman, and I thought it was it was a really you know nice interaction, like nice human moment, and then it was like completely undercut by the fact that like seconds later, it's oh actually it wasn't Martha, it was the Martian Manhunter surprise cameo, which makes it even weirder because we'll talk about the end where he does make a return like and then sort of reveals himself to Batman, but it the fact that he was even in there in the middle of the movie kind of undercut that moment too. It was an odd odd decision. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. Um, but beyond that, were there any parts that you didn't like or you just found disappointing? Hmm. It's so such a long movie, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I probably just cherry-picked what I like. Um, we won't go on to the epilogue just yet. Uh, I feel like it, there were elements of that I found a little disappointing, um, even though the, conce- the concept was cool. Um I don't know. You tell me wow. <laughs> what you found. Well, again, I mean, the, I think the fact that it, it did take four hours to tell the story was a, was a little tough for me to accept. I mean, I thought one of the glaring things. I know they spent about seventy million dollars to you know to put to bring this to life. Even though a lot of the footage was shot, they still needed to to spend a lot of money for all the post production work. One thing that bugged me was was Cyborg. He 
despite all the money spent on this film, he still looked terrible. Like beyond that kind of uncanny valley thing, it it was just sort of like it was so bad. It felt like PlayStation Four graphics, like almost proportionally at times. He didn't seem to look right. There were angles where you know he'd look up, where he was kneeling, and his face would look up, and his body looked too small. There were just a lot of like it that bothered me that they spent so much money on this. And when you look at how the MCU has done things like Iron Man, like Iron Man looks great, even though it's completely CG, it looks pretty realistic. They just I don't understand why they couldn't get Cyborg right. It was a it was a big pet peeve of mine for the original theatrical cut, and somehow never got fixed in this film either. Right, yeah, that's that's a good point. He did look a little awkward. I thought the performance, Ray Fisher's performance in that role was really great. I thought he he just he just he stood out. He was probably the most relatable character in the group. Um the stuff with his dad was excellent. Um but yeah, the, like the look wasn't great, but I actually thought him wearing the sweater and the sweatpants, like the hoodie that look actually was the only time that it was like semi-convincing. I was like, you should have just kept the, the hoodie and the sweatpants on during the final it, fight. I think that kind looked, of would have been cool. He looked super moody with the like the, the red eye under the hood. Yeah, yeah. yeah with a little red, <laughs> the red light in the chest glowing from emanating from the, the hoodie. Right. That was a better look for me. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, let's let's talk about the ending because okay. um and in particular the 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 kind of the new footage that that Snyder uh, Zack Snyder shot and that was this this the nightmare whatever alternate universe or end or 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 future you know, like it, it's unclear to me you have a story kind of breaking this down like what what exactly was the ending okay <sighs> to timeline stuff yeah so i that was uh, earlier in the movie, Cyborg got like a vision of this dark future where Wonder Woman and Aquaman are dead and uh, Lois has been killed and Darkseid manages to corrupt Superman and basically the wor- world falls apart. The, the epilogue jumps to that and it essentially like the survivors who are being led by batman are working to reverse that what happened and like rewrite time using the flash's abilities and it doesn't seem like we're ever going to get a resolution on that plot line no Um, no i mean it's an interesting mix right you've got deathstroke who was teased at the end of this film as well as as uh, a possible antagonist Batman in his movie, which has also been canceled. Uh, there was Mera, not Aquaman. There was Flash in like a fancy new getup, which I guess was the the look he had when he was teased back at Batman versus Superman during that dream sequence. That right, yeah. So that yeah, that, that, it it harks back to Batman versus Superman. Uh, yeah, Bruce has like he's, he falls asleep in the Batcave and he wakes up and. Uh, and Flash appears and says, Lois is the key, uh, and all this stuff. Uh, And he also dreams of this dark future where he has a gun and a trench coat and fights a load of guys, and Superman is a tyrant and captures him and kills him. Um, And that links to that this epilogue scene. I feel like it's very Zack Snyder, that that, that nightmare sequence. And, And yeah, it is interesting to note that like, you could see how Zack Snyder had been seeding this for a while. There, there was a bit of a this kind of 
know planned out universe. Um, it is a bit of a shame, I guess. Do you would you want to see the DCEU under Snyder continue, or is it better that we just sort of leave this of this one off experiment? I'd be up for more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, but I, it doesn't have to be like Zack Snyder led. Like, I don't care who leads it. I would just like these plot lines to continue in some way. Like, and I do think that there's scope for the Flash movie, which is coming out next year and reportedly features like every actor to ever portray Batman ever right. or whatever. Um, and that there's potential for that to pick up that thread. And I'm fine with that. It doesn't have to be a Zack Snyder directed movie, whatever. What about what do you think? Uh, I'm I'm kind of hit or I'm, I'm I go back and forth on it because uh, I was glad Zack Snyder had his chance to finish the film and the fans got to see. I don't know if I necessarily want to see more. I kind of like the because it's it's so it so veers away from what I sort of uh, appreciated about some of these characters that I kind of like this as almost a one off, even if it does leave you on a cliffhanger. I usually don't like being left on the hook like that. But I, I you know, the fact that the, I think that I'm okay with the fact that this probably isn't going to continue. Um, and the last bit, the, the ending, we kind of talked about like the ending with Martian Manhunter, by the way, I wanted to address that, like him floating down to, to Bruce Wayne and revealing himself. I had heard that there was some report that initially they wanted to do, they wanted that scene to be with Green Lantern and that I guess he was told no because there is an upcoming Green Lantern series. Yeah, yeah, it's, it speaks to uh, the power of CGI. It's like, well, we'll just have a different character. Uh, <laughs> like, well, we'll just replace him. Uh, yeah, it, it's really strange. Uh, it, it, do, it does make sense. That story kind of helps explain why it's so unusual that, like, they tease Martian Manhunter in the middle of the movie, and then, like, for the big reveal of the final character, it's just the same guy you saw, like, three hours ago. <sighs> I have a theory about like how Zack Snyder uh, kind of approaches this. Like, I think he is very aware of all the fan theories mm. and incorporates them, which is like a good and bad. Like, if he incorporates them cleverly and it works, that's fine. But like the 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 character who was revealed to be Martian Manhunter was in uh, first in Man of Steel. Steel. Yeah. And like, there was no indication that he was Martian Manhunter there. And I don't think that was the plan at all. I think that like Zack Snyder picked up on this fan theory and ran with it. Um, he did look cool though. So I guess that's what matters. That's what matters in a Zack Snyder movie. <laughs> well, cool. you know, like this is again, sort of a one-off. So I can appreciate that Zack Snyder was trying to give back to some of the fans. Yes. So, all right. Well, Sean, Thanks for your time. We've we've rattled off enough about the, the Snyder Cut. Uh, you could check out his full uh, breakdown of the ending, as well as numerous bits of Justice League Snyder Cut coverage on CNET.com. And if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge, or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to CNET.co slash Daily Charge. Uh, a quick programming note, I'll be off next week, so you'll hear a mix of reruns, pre-taped episodes, and special guest hosts. I'll be back the following week, but I just need a bit of a break. And if you liked what you heard today, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening. <laughs>